0: Welcome to episode 11 of the Montana Values Podcast. This program highlights the Montana value of opportunity. How do we take advantage of a hot real estate market when folks are moving to our state in droves? Is it time to sell or time to sit tight? Listen in as Tammy welcomes our special guest, Charles Lapp, broker owner of Remax Home Again Realty in Kalispell, with his honest take about what a hot real estate market means to Montana. Here's our host, Tammy Fisher.
1: So, Charles, today we're talking about the land of opportunity, and I think you have found, as have I over the course of my lifetime, that Montana is our land of opportunities. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself?
2: I would agree that Montana is the land of opportunity, and not only Montana, but the Flathead Valley in particular, because, well, that's where we're from, going clear back to my grandparents, my great-grandpa, and my grandparents Came here in 1913. They moved here from Nebraska. And I'm not sure what would make somebody pack up all of their belongings and move from Nebraska to Montana in 1913 when you think about the automobiles and everything else that they had. But it's always been kind of like that. People have always wanted to come up here. It's just, well, the land of opportunity.
1: Do you think that your grandparents, maybe they saw something in a newspaper? I guess that's really the only media they would listen to. Or maybe by word of mouth, they things weren't going so well in Cornhusker country and they decided to navigate over to Montana like what what do you have any idea what inspired them to come here
2: and I don't and my relatives I've talked to them about that and nobody knows for sure exactly why they did because when you think of like Kalispell being started in 1904 so I mean the whole area around here was just all just brand new when they moved here they moved out to Creston and Creston was actually a town at that time. And they had a post office and a store and everything else. My grandpa, he was the butcher out there in Creston and he had a butcher shop. And so, you know, you think of of that kind of thing and just what people did when they came here and they just kind of did whatever they had to do to, to make a living and just to live. It was a little bit different then. Nowadays, when people get jobs, they think of making a living and having income to spend on other things. But I think back in those days in, you know, that long ago, I think probably it was just where can we live? And they would just, they, whatever they did was to just live.
1: So do you think that, I mean, I think now maybe we've come full circle where you're talking about people just wanted to come here and live and they would just do what they could to get by. It seems like in this post COVID era or mid COVID era, that's exactly what we're seeing in the real estate Market. I know that I look at the real estate market to, for my own assessment of the overall health of the economy, I am astounded by the activity in our real estate market. But I wonder if just like your grandparents, folks are thinking, I just want to go and live in a good place and I'll make ends meet when I'm there and I'll just go and I'll start up either my own company or bring my job with me and work remotely. Like there's a ton of activity. Can you talk about what that activity looks like?
2: Well, yes. And I think, I think you're exactly right with what we're seeing and things happen very, very quickly now. Even with this COVID thing, when it started, I would say that this is July. I would say that in March and then into April, what we saw was that people were sent home to work from home. They discovered that. Wow, this is pretty easy. I can be very productive working from home. And then all of a sudden, they came to the realization that it doesn't matter where my home is. I don't have to live in Seattle or San Francisco or New York or, you know, Minneapolis. We're seeing people from the Midwest coming here now. I can live wherever I want because with today's technology, it's very easy to be very productive from wherever my home is. And that's actually what we're seeing right now with people moving here. They, they have jobs. A lot of times when they come here, they will actually have to like work for a few hours a day between showing homes. And the, the one big thing that we're seeing that is so important to people right now is. High speed Internet. That is one thing that is critical in the homes that they're buying or looking at is that that they've got to have Internet.
1: And so are you seeing folks here, sellers, I guess, and sellers agents now advertising either Zoom rooms, which is what I've heard of, like people are interested in being able to use Zoom in a specified room like a home office or something like that, and the high speed
2: Internet? The high speed Internet, some, but the that what you said about the Zoom room things is that that is it, it. It's something that that they can make in the home, but there isn't any homes like that now. Right. And so you so we don't have that particular product. But yes, there's a lot of people that want a home office or an extra bedroom or, you know, some of these computer people just want to work in a very quiet basement, someplace where they can just get away and just have very quiet and very private. And that's where they will work from. So yes, that that extra space. And I think that rather than having a specific, like a Zoom room, like you mentioned, it would be just an extra space in the house to convert to that.
1: So are you seeing the interest in the real estate market now being overwhelmingly from out of state folks, or are you still seeing a lot of local interest as well in purchasing new home buyers, those kinds of things?
2: Oh, I th- I think that we're still seeing some locals trying to get into something, trying to get out of a rental and into a into a home. One of the agents in my office works almost exclusively with first time home buyers, at least she has in the past. Now that's changed some now over the last few months. But uh, so she still has a lot of first time home buyers, which is almost impossible to find anything for them right now because the market is so hot for that lower priced starter type homes. But, yes, we're seeing a lot of people coming in from out of the area, just a tremendous amount. So what's in. the
1: price point for folks coming into the Flathead Valley or I guess for a starter home what's the what's the price point where the market is really moving where you're seeing a ton of activity what what do you think that price point is?
2: I would say anything under 500,000 really right now the people that are coming in are typically coming in from areas that have higher home values and so they're going to be selling a home there or they have sold a home there, and then they are coming into our market. And so when they come into our market, they're thinking that they'll be able to, you know, get into a four to $450,000 house. And so that has changed the market a little bit. The first time home buyers are still anything under 300,000. But in reality, there's really nothing on the market under, I would say now it has gone, it's getting close to 250,000 anything under that is going to need work anything that gets down around 200,000 or lower is going to need a tremendous amount of work and then it just doesn't qual- it qualify for any of the the government backed loans
1: so i guess the the question that i have and and maybe It's more obvious than what I can figure out, but I know why I chose Flathead Valley for my home. I actually wanted it to be a little bit off the beaten path and about 25,000 people was good enough for me. That was a big city still in my mind. And of course, it's God's country. If you look around, it's all mountains and it's great, right? So the outdoors are here and the lake is here, all that kind of stuff. It's interesting to me that the interest from out-of-staters I could see why they liked Bozeman and Missoula and even Billings, because that's on the interstate, right? And it's easy to get to. Here, you have to navigate a little bit more. Although we have great air travel, we're not on an interstate. So are you hearing any feedback from people about kind of more the remoteness of where we are because we're not on the interstate?
2: So actually, it's kind of interesting that you talk about that, because over the last, I suppose, 20 years of my involvement with different planning issues and planning boards and things like that, that has always been used as the reason why the Flathead Valley isn't going to grow like Missoula or Bozeman or Billings, because we don't have the interstate. I heard somebody one time use the expression that we're the house at the end of the cul-de-sac. If you're going to come here, you're going to have to come here. And now we have Glacier Park, so people come here to visit and to see that. But for as far as everything else goes, we're just kind of sitting here by ourselves. And what I find is really intriguing now is I've heard from a couple of different people that that's actually why they pick here. Because the bad stuff that typically follows along the interstate. Mm-hmm. is not here. And and that's something that's quite foreign to me because like you mentioned, we don't have the interstate. We can't just go and jump on the interstate and be to Spokane in 2 hours. Right. I mean, it takes some significant driving. Anybody who's ever driven to Spokane or Great Falls, yep. you've got to go through the mountains, through the passes through, you know, who knows what kind of weather and roads to get there. And so it's it's kind of an interesting concept. The very thing that those of us From here, have always been told why we aren't going to grow because we don't have the interstate. Is the very reason why a lot of people are picking this area to come to because we don't have all of that negativeness that comes with the interstate. I don't know what that is. That's something that I'm trying to research and trying to figure out is just exactly what all that is. But everything else they want, we've got a great airport. We've got great technology here so they can do everything like that. And that's really all they need. If they need to come and go, they can do that very quickly. And they so they don't need that part of it.
1: So I guess as, as you're kind of feeling out the market up here, do you think this is a healthy real estate market with this influx of activity?
2: No, And that's a good question because and i don't know how other real estate brokers and and agents feel about it but for me and what i'm seeing in the and the clients that we're dealing with that no it's not it's it's not a very healthy market at all the the prices are still kind of they're not being elevated exponentially, yeah. you know, like back in 2007 and 2008. Yeah. If you can remember that things were just shooting right up, just zoom. Yep. If there was a multiple offer, the next house that came on the market was $20,000 more. So we're not seeing that so much. We're seeing that the, that the homes are still being priced very Somewhat reasonably, but it's still going into a multiple offer situation. And as an example, one of the agents in my office listed a home last Friday, listed it at 275,000. And when we did the CMA and tried to figure out a price six months ago, we thought probably 250 to 260. So she listed it at 275. There was 13 showings in the first 24 hours and there were six offers and she ultimately chose one of them. And I'm not sure where that was at. We, you know, we won't know that till the closing. So here we have that. So the house was priced still very good and a little bit higher than what we thought it might be. But yet it went into this multiple offer situation. And we're just seeing that across the board. But we didn't see that house being priced at 300000 Right just because we thought that might happen. And so we're seeing that across the board. The one thing that it's doing is just driving the locals so they can't afford to buy anything right now. Right. And so back to your question about, are we seeing more locals or more out-of-state buyers? Probably, I guess now that I'm talking through it, probably we're seeing more of the market being driven by out-of-the-area people. Because the locals who've been looking for a home, they just get frustrated. right? I mean, I've been out with people. The other day, I was out with with some folks looking at a home. They're cash buyers, ready to buy. Locals, he has a good job here. He sold something when he moved here. He's been here for a while, put his money in the bank, everything he did right. We looked at a home that was priced low for the market. It was about two days after it had been listed, and they already had eight offers. And so they were going to wait until the next day at noon to open them and to talk them over. And my buyer was just like, no, I don't even want to be involved in something like that. Right. And so we're seeing some of that. And so the local people are just saying, you know what, I'm going to wait till this slows down a little bit.
1: Well, and do you think that might be ultimately a recommendation that real estate agents can give to local buyers? Because if the market is unhealthy because there's this urgency to get into Montana from out of state, these are folks, the out of state folks don't understand what our winters are like here, right? And they don't understand that we've been social distancing since 1889. And so we stand apart from each other. We like our own personal space. And that may not be be what they're used to coming from a big city, right? And so if they don't like it and they change their mind and gravitate back to a big city, that then creates opportunity, I would think, for our local folks.
2: Yes. And that will come. Yes, that's a good point. And that could possibly come after the first winter, depending on what our winter is going to be like. You're exactly right on the on the people when they come here. I've been helping some people from Wisconsin who have are going to be moving here. About a month ago was the first time that they had ever been in the Flathead. They had researched it online. They have never been here at all. And so then... When I take them out, I've got to show them just kind of what everything is like. Well, and of course, you know, a month ago, it was very, very beautiful, just like it is right now, you know, June, July, August, all the way through the summer and spring. And I mean, it's just wonderfully beautiful. The Mm -hmm. one good thing is that they're from Wisconsin, so they do understand winters and they do understand that we have winners. So some of the houses that we're looking at have been, you know, they realize, well, boy, this road's going to be hard to maintain, or something like that. But yes, there's a lot of people who are coming here, and they actually don't even come here until their real estate agent gets a house under contract for them. And then it's contingent on them coming to see it within maybe like a week or two weeks.
1: So then they're coming sight unseen to a state they've never necessarily been to before. When they land, they're looking at the house they've potential they're under contract, a binding contract to purchase. Correct. And so they have no idea that if this house is way up one of the roads draw that getting there in the winter is virtually impossible because you can navigate it in the summer. But they have no idea or any impression at all of how difficult it might be to actually navigate to the home that they're under contract to purchase. Correct. And so like I have some friends that moved here from Las Vegas and they bought a house west of town that is up a rickety road and they only had two wheel drive vehicles. And they were convinced that this was going to be no problem for them to live there. And they found, and these are folks that like to go out to eat every day of the week, and they found that living 15 miles from town is different than when you're in Vegas and you live 15 miles from the Strip in Vegas, right? 15 miles from town in Montana might mean 45 minutes of climbing a road or sliding down a road or sliding off a road or hitting deer or all of those obstacles that we know and are common in Montana. That they did not expect. And so, like for them, when they put their house under contract, I said, so did you buy a four-wheeler to be able to move snow? What do you mean? Uh, They just had no comprehension of that. And so they have found that that investment was not just the house. It was all of the ancillary items you need in order to literally get to and from your house. So I I think that where Montana is the land of opportunity, I don't want Montanans to lose heart because there will be opportunity. It may not be in this market, but as long as interest rates seem reasonable, it may be a year from now because those who are fleeing other states to come to Montana may end up being, as my mother likes to call them, winter kill, (laughs) where they can just barely make it through the first winter and then they're out of here. So when you say it's an unhealthy market, I would agree with you because the the pressure from out of state changes the local dynamics. And we don't know if that pressure is going to be consistent for the long term. If past is any indicator of future, we know that if they're looking for lifestyle, the lifestyle in the flathead during the summer is awesome. In the winter, less awesome, even if you are a skier. And so they may find that the lifestyle that they researched on the Internet may not be exactly the lifestyle that they want to grow accustomed to or can grow accustomed to Charles I guess you've always been my real estate guy I think I've known you for 15 years now you grew up as a farmer you've always been in sales you've developed land you've built houses you've built roads you've done gravel I don't know if there's anything you haven't done in the Flathead Valley, as far as being a tradesman and living off of the land, can you think of anything that's left out other than living off that you could do to live off the land that your family homesteaded in 1913?
2: That's a good question, I guess. (laughs) So it's one thing that I guess I'm, I'm very fortunate. And Mickey, Mickey, my wife, she says that I come from a long list of, uh, of people who, um, don't like having bosses.
1: <laughs> I think that's true. I
2: think, I think she, um, She came to that conclusion one time after we had gone to a family reunion, and (laughs) then we discovered what everybody in our family had done. And, but that's just what my heritage was. And I think it goes back to my grandparents coming here in 1913 and just picking up and going. Now, I don't have any desire to go anywhere. Yep. But the one thing that I've always wanted to do is never at the end of my life, I guess. Never say, boy, I wish I would have done that. Right, And so all of those things that you mentioned, while it's quite a list of jumping around and doing different things, I've enjoyed every one of them. And it's just, they've always just intrigued me as to what to do and what I can do and and the opportunities that we have here. When you say that this is the land of opportunity, oh man, if you're willing to do that, And just watch for stuff. I mean, there is so much to do here in the Valley, whether it be recreating or working or just whatever. There is just so much to do here.
1: Well, and, and Charles, I've known in my own life and knowing you because you have had so such a varied career in making your own way and being your own boss. And truly, you know more about land than any other human being I've ever met. And, and it's because I think you inherently love Montana. You love where you grew up. You love the farm that you grew up on. And so you've been involved in land use and you've been able to navigate Montana and the opportunities it provides by pivoting. So when one portion of industry shuts down, you pivot and you go into another industry. And you've been able to do that and come full circle to where you're selling real estate. So, folks, if you're listening, I got to tell you, there is no guy who knows more about real estate than Charles Lapp. He has an excellent Excellent credentials. He has made his own way in the Flathead Valley. If you're looking for land in the Flathead Valley, he's the guy I go to every time. In fact, he's probably gets annoyed by me on a weekly basis because I'm always calling him about different opportunities that I'm seeing. But he's your guy in the Flathead Valley. If you're looking for opportunities up here... Give him a call. He's easy to talk to. And he's truly a Montanan at heart. And so when we talk about the land of opportunity, nobody has been blessed with more opportunity than probably Charles and I. We're grateful for it. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast and please
0: join us again. You've been listening to the Montana Values Podcast. Check us out on our website, montanavaluespodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at MTValues. Find us on Podbean. Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Listen Notes, and PodBay. To sponsor the show or to write to us, drop us an email at montanavaluespodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.